Hi, I'm Brent Stafford and welcome to another edition of RegWatch on GFN.TV. Anti-vaping zealots have another notch in their belt as lawmakers in Taiwan passed an outright ban on nicotine vaping products. The new law doesn't even mention vaping directly, instead it introduces the term tobacco-like products to the legislation known as the Tobacco Hazards Prevention Act. Amendments to the THA ban the sale, manufacture, promotion, import, and even personal use of nicotine vaping products within the island nation located 100 miles off the east coast of China. Joining us today to discuss the impact of Taiwan's new nicotine vape ban is Danny Wong, president of the Taiwan Tobacco Harm Reduction Association. Danny, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Danny, as of this recording, we're still waiting for the president of Taiwan to sign off on the new law. Is there any chance that might not happen? And could this vape ban be stopped? Well, in my views, the, this vape ban will happen soon, actually, because the president, they, uh, the president holds, they released the last notice. So basically it's very hard to stop, stop it. So after the, the, the bills start take effect, uh, the authority they will take action to like to get the users penalties and uh, to to pen to to get a fine to the sellers. So, uh, to be honest, I've checked, I've talked and discussed with the the law, the other academic people from law from law. They say basically this is going to happen for sure. It's no way to go return. Yeah. Would you describe the law as draconian? Uh, yeah, I think the law is, is really not de depending on science and it's really harsh because in the end, it will push back people back to cigarettes. So if it really is, if it's really to protect public health, I don't think this law achieve the goal to protect public health. Instead, they are hurting people's public health. So yeah, this is not you know, evil, evil law for me. Yeah, for vapors. What did you first think when you heard lawmakers pass the law? Were you surprised? To be honest, in Taiwan, because when we do the law amendment, the caucus consultation is live streaming. So I can study on YouTube and the legislative website. So when I saw the tobacco law pass, I was very angry. And the first word came out of my mouth is the F word, it's the bad words, and keep cursing these government officials and these politicians. So I was very angry. But to be honest, I don't really be surprised because I've been advocating for six years here. So in Taiwan, when the, I, I found out this battle has be, become a big farmer and big tobacco. So no more people like me or other users or other advocates, our, our voice are not easy to be heard, especially on the mainstream media. So it, it, it takes so long. So in the end, they banned the vaping. So it's kind of not surprised because too many benefited in this battle. So 
this is like a the result we can see the before. Yeah. So Danny, as you said, Taiwan has banned nicotine vaping products, but not heated tobacco products. They left mm. these products on the market. Is that a partial win for tobacco harm reduction? Yeah, it's kind of a partial win for THR because uh, the Taiwan government, when they first proposed this bill, they are going to ban vaping and the Hina burn products altogether. That's the first addition. So right now, they passed the bill is to ban vaping nicotine products, but they legalized Hina burn. So at least, they remain the option for consumers without, I mean, cigarette is illegal. Oh, but right now, the peanut butter tobacco product will be legalized. So it's a partial win. But I have to say, but even the hidden tobacco product passed, the heavy regulation um, is really ridiculous because like what I say, this HTPS that made Taiwan become the 51st state of America. Because if tobacco company, they want to sell this heavy tobacco product in Taiwan, they have to get the FDA PMTA permit first. So it's a, it's a US, USA permit. So that's very weird if you want to sell this heavy tobacco product in Taiwan, you have to get a permit from the U.S. government. So I think it's very harsh. So, by, by the way, at this moment, if you go to check the FDA website, only ICOS 2019 and 2020 heavy tobacco products are, are passed on their PMTA list. So which means only previous ICOS products is allowed to sell in Taiwan according to our new law. Yeah. And there are some stricter regulations uh, for heat not burn products in terms of some, you know, filing some PMTA like kind of uh, documents with the government, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this is what I say uh, because different country, different area, they have a different regulation to uh, the heat tobacco product. So during our discussion, one group say, oh, we can regulate the heavy tobacco product, maybe like Japan. Oh, and that group say, oh, we have to do a stricter, more strict uh, the regulation, like in USA. So we, at that time, we have debate about that. For sure, I'm not in the, I'm not in the discussion. It's in the government, in the legislator. So, so different legislators have different statements about the regulation of a heavy tobacco product. But in the end, the, the USA party, they win. I mean, they, they, they pretend, prefer to take the regulation from the USA. So they, because they say, oh, if we regulate similar like Japan, it will easy to, to to make young generation to use this kind of product. So we have to make it more restrict, more restrict than cigarette to protect our kids, protect our health. So they decide to use this restricted regulation on heavy tobacco products. So if Taiwan is borrowing from the US, 
regulations around uh, heat not burn and so forth. Did they also import from the U.S. the epidemic of teen vaping, so-called, and the so-called the hysteria around the so-called vaping-related lung illness? Oh, yeah. Uh, our government or anti-part, anti they just like to emphasize this negative information on vaping. So I remember when the like Ivali, when it happened in 2019, in Taiwan, the media, they keep reporting for about a month. They will say, ah, the vaping caused death. Uh, how many people today? Ah, uh, we got more people die from vaping. They keep reporting on that. So after, after I call it education, uh, the government and anti-park education of people. When the media keep reporting on that, for Taiwanese people, they only remember one image in their brain. Oh, vaping will kill. Vaping make people die. So our government banning the vaping is good for our health because they are protecting our protecting our health. But you know, but in my opinion, that's really ridiculous. That they are just choose the information they want and they to broadcast or to educate our people with this negative information. So our people will think, oh, vaping is more dangerous than cigarettes. So we must ban it. Banning vaping is a good thing. So other, like you say, our youth epidemic, they, for sure, they will keep talking about that. Our, our uh, kids, keep the, 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 the using rates keep going up. So we, we have to protect our kids. So we have to banned vaping product. So, yeah, what happened in the U.S. or other place, our government will use the information to educate our people, to, to tell them banning vaping is a good thing. So everybody should support our bill. So that's what government and anti-group keep doing that. Danny, give us some insight about vaping in Taiwan before, obviously, this law goes into effect. Are there many vapors? Are there a lot of retail stores? And how are they going to be impacted once this bill becomes law? Uh, for Taiwan, uh, before we, we found out it's about one million vapors here in Taiwan. But it's uh, people who ever use vaping. It's, we don't know its current use, or but we we estimate it's about one million vapors here, and uh, according to the media, they they have done the calculates. It says about the vape shop is about uh, four hundred to five hundred vape shops in Taiwan back there back to twenty twenty one. So after the new law take effect, I believe. The, the vape shop will, you know, decrease because it's become illegal. They will to catch the, the vape shop. And for the users, I believe that the, the, the vapor will decrease as well because afterward, if we vape here, we will get a penalty. So as I heard, lots of people decide to go back to smoke or afterward they will go turn to the heavy tobacco product because they, they won't get fined using that product. But if you if we use vape in Taiwan, uh, we will get penalty. 
So I, I believe after new law pass, the web shop will decrease going on go go to underground, and the users for vapor they will change to use other nicotine products. Yeah. So if you were to walk down the street after the law goes into effect and pull out your vape and vape, mm -hmm. that's illegal. Uh, afterward, everything is illegal for vape. Okay, you can possess. Okay, you, you if you carry a vape on the street, that should be okay. But you use is illegal. You uh, you like a, just like in the beginning, importation, manufacture, display, advertisements, and sell. Everything is banned for vaping, and they have different di different penalty for the users and for the for the business owner. They have different penalties. Yeah, so it's all everything is illegal afterwards. Danny, when it comes to the science, obviously there's a lot of, you know, very pro-vaping science out there and some very credible work out from Public Health England, Royal College of Physicians, Cochrane Report on nicotine. Does the Taiwanese government not look at that science? They listen to science, but in my opinion, it's a bad science, you know? Uh, a lot of people, a lot of country will... Uh, uh, take the WHO as a reference or FCTC when doing the tobacco law. But to be honest, Taiwan, we are not a member of WHO. Also, we are not a member of UN. So, so basically, I, I don't think they have a power to control our our bill or our influence our bill. But for sure, the, the health agency, they will keep quote keep using the the the, the 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 data of the research from WHO. But I have to say, I think I've checked the, the WHO information. They are kind of in their paper, in WHO's papers, they will show the positive side of vaping and the negative side of vaping. That's the WHO report. But when they come when it comes out from our government or media, they only release the negative information just like let's say cherry picking it's a the, the WHO they, or other government you say UK or other place yeah but when the information is positive to a vaping it will disappear from our media from our government only bad words will come out from their mouth they keep saying vaping is bad vaping is bad so other, like uh, you say, from other journalists, our research, or from other government, it's good for vaping. It's just gone. Because, you know, in, in Taiwan, we are using Mandarin. We don't use uh, our official language, Mandarin. Okay. So a lot of people, they don't really read or understand English. So even there's uh, good information on the website, but it's English. So for normal people, they don't understand. They just read Mandarin. So they just read information from our government, from media. Oh, this is what they know about vaping. But you say that the, 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 the positive, the, the, the research, the paper. Yeah, I can understand. But when I try to tell to others, they will think I'm crazy because government say vaping is bad. 
Oh, you have a paper. Oh, it's a it's a fake paper. Oh, it it's made it must be made by big tobacco. Ah, oh, oh, you have something wrong. Our government say vape is bad. So, yeah, they will. Our government will follow the science, but only for bad science, in my opinion. Only for bad science. They don't really tell the truth to people. They just keep educating people. Vaping is bad using this negative papers, negative information. Yeah. Now in Canada and the U.S., the anti-vaping forces usually are camped out on the progressive left. I mean, that's just a fact. Is there a same similar kind of dichotomy in Taiwan? I think in Taiwan, you said it's about uh, political issue, right? So I think it's a political correctness here because everybody agrees smoking is bad and smoking is not good for your health. Everybody agrees on that. But in Taiwan, I think it's become a political issue because they don't really tell people the fact of vaping. They just confuse people that the vaping is the same as smoking or vaping is more dangerous than smoking. So no, no more people think, oh, vaping is bad for your health. So government banning is protecting our kids, protecting our health. Our ruling party is a D, we call DDP, uh, DPP, sorry, DPP. What does that stand for? Uh, it's a Democratic Progressive Party. It's our ruling party at this moment. To be honest, I don't really think they are democratic and they are not really progressive. I have advocated for six years. Our voice, the, the pro-vape voice, did heard by any legislator from their party. So, you know, I have sent lots of email, lots of letters, and even talked to them on the phone. Everybody heard that, but when I, do, when I did that discussion, our voice just disappeared, just gone. Just one voice, you had to ban vaping. So I think it's not really about democratic. This, in my opinion, maybe it's too, too exaggerate, but I say they are kind of a communist, you know, because we cannot have a conversation on this issue. Every day, just what I say, they, what I say is correct, but everything opposite, it just disappears. We cannot have a conversation on that. So, so what I think, yeah, it will become a political issue because you will get in, get involved the, the vote and this money benefits. So it's not just about science. It's not just about people's rights. It's about these politicians. They are trying to uh, win this win this fight to get money from the from the big company, and they also want to get a vote from the people. So they they're kind of like the line to the people are uh, so they can get money from the big company and also they can get a vote from the people. So in the end, our bill become like this. Danny, um, Bloomberg Philanthropies just announced $420 million uh, to be spent over the next four years on additional anti-smoking, anti-vaping programs and what I say propaganda 
And that adds up to $1.6 billion that Bloomberg has spent since 2005 on these kinds of programs. Do you think that some of that money has had an effect in Taiwan? Mm, probably, but I'm not sure because in Taiwan, to be honest, few people know who is Bloomberg. No, nobody. We, we, in our discussion in Taiwan, no, no one really mentioned about that. But I believe his money to WHO or to other foundations, they will indirectly influence the the policy in Taiwan. Just like what I say, I believe their funding, they will create more negative paper research about vaping. So this negative information will bring into Taiwan, this anti-group will keep, quote, spite this anti-vaping papers, keep telling people, educate people, our decision is correct. Vaping is bad. So banning is the best choice. So this is what I uh, this is what I understand it. This Bloomberg, their money, they don't directly go into Taiwan, but they will use that money to create a massive, you say, yeah, propaganda. Yeah, they will create massive propaganda globally, and Taiwan will for sure will be affected. Danny, I know you're familiar with the Global Forum on Nicotine and its annual conference on safer nicotine products and tobacco harm reduction. GFN is coming up again this June from June 21st to the 24th. Let me ask you, why is an event like GFN important? Yeah, I think GFN is very important uh, because it's about the cognitions of nicotine. So as a, I'm a nicotine user, I can say Right now, people know nicotine in a wrong way. So that's why I believe a lot of people saw that, a documentary called You Don't Know Nicotine, right? So with the GFN events, I believe that people will have more chance to, to understand the other side of nicotine, so which is the positive side. So I do believe that GFN is very important to educate or to let people know the truth about nicotine, yep. In a way, it's nicotine advocacy. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty good to do the nicotine advocacy as well, because I, I'm the nicotine users. So I, I, I know in the forum, they will have a different company, different academic people, or different information to discuss the nicotine. Because right, I just like what I say, right now, everybody, when we say nicotine, everybody just think, oh, it's addictive. It's bad for your health. It's not good. But as a user, I think, no, it's not a bad thing. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, and I believe, you know, in my personal percept, percept, uh, opinions, I don't really believe nicotine is addictive. Final question then for you, Danny. What could the global tobacco harm reduction community do to help your efforts in Taiwan? For THR, tobacco harm reduction community, I suggest that if we can developing a new conventions like I say FCTSC, it's a means framework convention on 
tobacco smoke control. Because right now the WHO FCTC, you know, we keep communicate with them, but they never listen to us. So for the every country I believe on the world, every every government they will take the suggestion from FCTC and to make their local law to this tobacco or vaping or other nicotine products. So if I, I, I'm thinking if the tobacco harm reduction communities could create a new convention to compete with FCTC, I believe that would be a milestone for nicotine advocacy.